The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Holidays, birthdays, fun family vacations can all be so incredible, and then It's time to get back in the swing of things, to get back to homeschooling. How in the world do we do that when we just feel like chilling out? (laughs) Sometimes we even feel like we need a vacation after the vacation or a rest after the holidays. How do we get back into a rhythm without having to white knuckle it, right? Without having to force ourselves to just push through at all costs. That's what we're talking about here today with this episode. Find your daily anchor points because that's how we do it. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hi, I'm Jean and I'm so glad you're here. Over the years of homeschooling my three kiddos, I developed a lot of mantras for myself, these little sayings that would help remind me of what was most important to me so that I could stay focused and be present with real intention, like deep focused intention. And these days, as I talk to homeschooling parents who really want to keep their homeschooling simple, inspiring, doable... I often share this particular beloved mantra with them. It's one of my absolute favorites, and it's perfect for when we're trying to get back to homeschooling after any kind of break. The mantra is this, scale back until it works, and then build back up from there. The idea behind this is that we want to Start small with little baby steps so we can make our way forward, make progress, gain some momentum in a way that keeps everyone sane and content and not too stressed out. Because we certainly don't want to add 
more tension to our family life. Today, I want to offer you some new thoughts to help you embrace the idea of simplicity, embrace this idea of scaling back. Because so often we argue with this concept. We think, I can't scale back. I'll fall further behind. I need to do all these things on my checklist. How could I possibly simplify at this point? But here's what I want you to know. You can start small. You don't have to try to get back to that full schedule all at once. And in fact, that doesn't even work. What we want to do instead is renew and refresh our daily rhythm and find what's working best for us right now. Because that daily rhythm is going to change. It it's changes as we grow, as our children grow, right? And they're in a new stage. It's a new season. And everything is growing and changing. So we want our rhythm to grow and change along with it. Here is an honest truth. Pushing through is not a good long-term strategy. I want to offer you a better strategy here today, a way to bring rhythm back into your family life in, in a way that's doable by starting with your anchor points. I'll talk more about those in just a moment. So over the years, I've shared so much about rhythm, and I've even recorded a couple of podcast episodes that are actually in the top five most listened to episodes, and they've been in the top five of over 100 episodes since they first came out, and they're all about rhythm. I'll link to these two episodes in the show notes, but just to give you an idea, one of them is episode three, Relax Into Your Homeschool Rhythm. And the other is episode 13, Create a Simple Morning Routine for a Strong Start to Your Homeschooling Day. I also have a daily homeschool rhythm starter kit. It's free and you can download it. So if you don't have that yet, I want to be sure you get one for yourself. You can go to artofhomeschooling.com slash free guide. And I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. But the really cool thing about this rhythm kit is that it helps you create some sort of visual reminder, like a chart that you can hang up on your wall. And it gives you, uh, that chart can give you a reminder of what you've decided, right? What your rhythm actually is for your family so that you can, follow it more readily and have it create a real strong a really strong foundation for your family life and your homeschooling life. And in this kit you'll also get to see some pictures of what other families have created for themselves and they're all so different. So it can help you individualize your 
family rhythm. It'll give you a lot of ideas and a step-by-step process for creating a daily rhythm chart. All right, so go grab that if you don't have it yet. And what I want to share is that in all of these resources, what is the starting point with daily rhythm? That starting point is identifying your anchor points, the anchor points in your day. I learned this phrase from my Simplicity Parenting training. I'm a certified Simplicity Parenting Family Life Coach, and this training is based on the book Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne. As many of you know, you may have heard this before, I am passionate about this book, Simplicity Parenting, and every time I read it, new things come to light for me. I first read it when my children were young, not really young. It, it it came out probably when my oldest was maybe eight. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But I read it when my older two were, I think, around 10 and 12. And I just find so many gems in this book. I highly recommend it to you. Uh, One of the things you may have heard me say before about it is that I think it was the first parenting book I ever read where I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel like I was doing it all wrong. How am I ever going to get there? I felt uh, seen. I felt empowered. I felt inspired. So I highly recommend it if you haven't read it yet. Okay. So we begin with rhythm, right? That's the starting point. The goal is to provide these consistent moments of connection that your children and you can come to expect, can come to count on each and every day. Even if you don't do these activities 100% of the time, the majority of your days, this is what your rhythm looks like. And you might have a separate like weekday homeschooling rhythm from your weekend rhythm, and that's fine too. You're going to create something that works for you, that makes sense for you and your family at this stage, at this season of your life. So with rhythm, this the idea is that you find uh, different, these anchor points that where you're all on the same page, literally on the same page, I would say. Uh, And hanging up a chart on the wall can really help get everyone like seeing it from the same perspective because this is what I want you to really hear. The main purpose of rhythm is connection. Like I often talk about the rhythm in a piece of music and The reason we connect with the music is because we come to expect these patterns of uh, these interludes that repeat throughout the song in the various ways. There are often variations on the rhythm, but there is some foundational piece that makes us feel secure and also helps us come to expect a certain uh, repetition, which is, is comforting, actually, to all of us. So children can often feel anxious, right? Anxious, overwhelmed, uh, and they misbehave more often when they feel out of control or when the, our days are really chaotic. And during the holidays, 
holidays and vacation time, it's okay for us to sort of go in that direction for a while. The pendulum swings to this more open energy, but then we want to bring it back in. Uh, And we can feel that way too. When there is no underlying consistency, we can feel really overwhelmed and anxious as well. So in the book, Kim refers to this as quote unquote soul fever. When your child is not able to behave in ways that are helpful because nothing is predictable, nothing is comforting and life feels very chaotic they can just be playing out of sorts. We can too. And with all the fun and festivities that holidays bring, that vacation time brings, they also throw us off a bit. And it takes a little focused intention to get us back on track. So what rhythm can do is introduce predictability. A certain sense of state of safety, of stability, and even freedom. Rhythm brings freedom into your family with minimal effort. There's this great quote from Kim: when you get rhythm in a house, it's almost like you've got another parent. And oh my goodness, we could all use that, right? Another parent in the house. Rhythm helps us move through the day from one hour to the next with an ease and a flow and a calm, a sense of calm. So let's create that rhythm by starting with the anchor points. So anchor points are certain activities that we do every single day. And those activities, the main anchor points are what I often suggest we start with, whether it's at the end of summer vacation, at the end of the winter holidays, which is when I'm recording this episode, or when we begin a new homeschooling year, whenever throughout the year that might be. And sometimes it even happens when we've had a lot of stress for a variety of reasons in our family where we've had to move or we've had a new baby. Those, uh, when we go back to focusing on anchor points, the main anchor points of our day, that's how we can come back to a sense of rhythm and a sense of togetherness as a family. So here's what I want you to, to do. Identify the main three to five anchor points in your days. For many of us, that could be, just as an example, wake up time, three meal times, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and bedtime. So if you want those to be your five, then I'm going to give you some suggestions for how to bring those back in more consistent, in a more consistent way. So when we can dial back, this is just first a little bit about mindset. When we can dial back our busy brains that tend to keep adding to our task list, that list of to-dos, oh, yeah, I have to do that. And oh, yeah, don't forget about skills practice and don't forget about read aloud time. And then there's main lesson and handwriting practice. And it goes on and on and on. When we start thinking about all the things we're responsible for in our homeschool lives. Instead, let's just focus for a week or so on strengthening our anchor points and let everything else kind of organically and naturally come back in. And I'm going to describe how you can do this in just a couple of steps here. 
So once you've identified your anchor points, I want you to write them down. This actually helps so much. It will help you generate more ideas and it will help you remember that this is what you're focusing on right now. This is your uh, main intent, right? Is to bring these anchor points back in a very strong way. So write them down. Choose the ones that you feel could use a little extra attention right now, a little extra TLC, that's tender loving care. If mealtimes are going really well for you and have been going well through your holiday or your break, um, then you don't need to focus on those. But I know for me, uh, just as an example, we would get to the end of summer every single year and everything seemed to have fallen apart, right? Mealtimes, bedtimes, it's light out later. Uh, and we'd eat lunch later in the day. We'd snack, you know, all afternoon by the pool. I'd get tired of preparing dinner by the end of the summer every single year. And I remember I would often say to Brian, I just want to eat ice cream for dinner. Like I didn't want to make anything and it gets very hot and humid here in the summer times. And we would grill out or maybe pull together a salad, but really putting a full meal together, not so much. So that dinner time anchor point always needed a little bit of extra care when we begin our homeschooling year. After the holidays as well, cutting back on sugar consumption, getting back to sharing healthy meals together at a regular time, often needed in our family when the new year began. And perhaps that's the case for you too. I want you to remember that the goal here is to provide these consistent moments of connection that your children can come to expect. All right, next step is identify after you've identified your three to five anchor points, the next step is to add in some ritual and re rituals and reminders to those daily activities. This might be lighting a candle as you all sit down to dinner or holding hands and reciting a blessing, or perhaps at bedtime, uh, you sing a lullaby and bedtime might even need to be moved earlier, right? Don't try to do it like drastically, you might have to move it 15 minutes earlier uh, each night or every other night for a while. Remember, you get to choose what you want to focus on and what your family needs right now. Uh, and whatever that change is, you're going to just focus on it for a little while until you can get some consistency under your belt. All right. Finally, try staying consistent with this for about a week before adding in your other homeschooling activities. Maybe even when you do start to add other activities in, you just bring stories in and then you add in verses and songs and finally main lesson work and skills practice. But however it looks, remember that you can simplify and you can Take this slowly, scale back until it works, and then build back up from there. Here's a little recap of the steps to finding our daily anchor points and how to strengthen those as we begin uh, a new season, a new year, uh, after a break of some sort when we get back to our homeschooling. Number one, list three to five anchor points. 
Number two, add rituals and reminders to those daily activities. Number three, stay consistent before adding in more, before building back up. And number four, layer in homeschooling activities gradually around those anchor points. All right, I have one very important reminder as we wrap up this episode. Just focus on one thing at a time. This is why I'm suggesting anchor points be that starting place when you're coming back to homeschooling after any kind of break. Uh, This is how you keep change doable, really. In his lectures, Kim talks about this idea of one small doable change. A small doable change is really the only way that new habits can stick long-term. We really cannot do it all, all at once. We can't. And if we want change to have an impact, just focusing on one thing at a time is the way to go. After all, why put all that effort into your daily rhythm for it not to make a difference, right? Another helpful quote from Kim, as parents, we often define ourselves by what we bring our attention and presence to. This is easy to forget when daily life feels more like triage. By eliminating some of the clutter in our lives, we can concentrate on what we really value, not just what we are buried under or deluge with. Oh, so let's focus on what matters most to us, right? And start small. Here's one uh, final reminder about this, which has been so helpful to me. Too many good intentions causes everything to fall apart. That's right. So no matter how well-intentioned you are, if you have too many good intentions, things will fall apart. There's even research to back this up. So James Clear, who's the author of Atomic Habits, he says, research has shown that implementation intentions do not work if you try to improve multiple habits at the same time. You can read more in his article, The Scientific Argument for Mastering One Thing, which I'll be sure to link in the show notes. So I want you to remember, rhythm is not a to-do list, okay? Even if you create a rhythm chart and put it up on your wall, it is not a checklist, right? You don't do one thing and check it off. It's not even a schedule or a strict routine, Those tend to have times attached to them and can feel very inflexible. But life with kids is organic. It's growing. It's changing different from day to day. And this requires some flexibility. That's what a rhythm, daily rhythm gives us. It's a more fluid structure that holds us steady without being too rigid. Your rhythm is not another like bossy friend, right? It's actually a very friendly framework to help you design your homeschool days with ease and flow and to help you find your way back when life gets rough or rocky 
or after the, all the festive fun of vacation or holidays. Rhythm gives you a chance to really identify what's most important to you and your family and then create these deep moments of connection that don't happen instantly, right? That's why we want the consistency because over time, just as an example, you gather around the dinner table day after day and then those moments of connection really deepen and grow around the table. So start by choosing your anchor points, deepening those, and then build back up your homeschooling rhythm from there. These moments in your day, these anchor points, they actually anchor you into the present moment so that you can create more connection with your children and your family. So my question for you, my dear friend, is what are your anchor points in your daily rhythm. I hope you'll connect with me and let me know over on Instagram. I'd love to hear how it goes. You can find me over there at art.of.homeschooling and you can find the show notes for this episode along with all the links I've mentioned at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 114. Thanks for listening today, and I'll see you next time. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm -hmm.